When we move away from looking at consent as something that happens between individuals in a specific situation and start looking at it as something enmeshed in social structures, cultural practices, and complex operations of power, the radical potential of the idea of consent becomes really clear. Milena Popova, author of Sexual Consent. Welcome y bienvenidos to About Consent, the podcast that sparks conversations about creating consent culture, boundary repair, sexual empowerment, orgasm equality, and raising a new sexually conscious and consent-empowered generation. This is a safe, shame-free, judgment-free zone where both survivors and those who support survivors are welcome. I'm your host, Rosalia Rivera. The last two years since I've started really digging into this work of healing my own traumas and learning about the generational traumas that my family and I have been working through, I've come to realize that our experiences are not unique. That is both comforting and disturbing in the same breath. It's comforting only in the fact that I now realize that when others have spoken about their traumas, and have also talked about how they've struggled and overcome those struggles, that it has helped others heal. Not because I want to normalize trauma, but I do want to normalize the conversation about trauma. The power of storytelling to connect us and our humanity can be very healing. The disturbing aspect of our experiences not being unique is that we have uncovered just how deep this problem of sexual abuse and assault really is. It's easy to get overwhelmed and angry about it. It's easy to feel negativity start to well up in ourselves about the injustices that happen to children and adults alike. But my goal with this platform is to raise awareness and to speak up about these injustices but also to help survivors find their own paths to healing and reclamation. It is my goal to help survivor parents break the generational cycles and also prevent future abuse. So I wanted to end the year on a very hopeful note. I want us to see just how far we've come and how far we can go. There were difficult times this year, where collectively, survivors felt re-traumatized by the public displays of rape culture in cases like the nomination process of Brett Kavanaugh, as one example, or the news reports of the Jehovah's Witnesses' massive mishandling of child sexual abuse claims and cases, or the conviction and suicide of Jeffrey Epstein, and the story of how multiple institutions did nothing to stop Larry Nassar, despite the many reports from gymnasts. And that's only the high-profile white privilege cases. If we delve into Black, Indigenous, and Brown cases, the stories are disheartening. But we also had some powerful moments of progress around the world. 
women and allies of all genders leading the charge for political change. For example, Canada finally acknowledged its genocide of Indigenous women. Now, that may seem like not a positive change, but when you think about the fact that it was completely ignored, this awareness that was finally created, this acknowledgement by the government is a step towards healing. Nigeria's Me Too movement erupted this year. Chile's feminist battle cry ringing around the world, the rapist is you. Basically claiming that they are not standing for this anymore. They are not allowing themselves to be victimized anymore. Churches Youth groups and schools were hit by a tsunami of lawsuits in 2019 after New York State gave survivors of childhood sexual abuse a one-year window to sue over allegations ordinarily barred by statutes of limitation. This is survivors taking back their power. This is what change looks like. This is happening outside of the news headlines in courtrooms and living rooms. Survivors are speaking out. And this is where my battle cry to you comes in. This movement of women's rights, survivors' rights, our our sexual health and reproductive rights is just getting warm. There is still so much incredibly important work to be done. But you don't need to be on the streets as an activist to do the work. If you can and do want to, I definitely encourage you to do so. It can be very empowering. But the work begins just by you beginning to love and value yourself. It begins by knowing your worth, reclaiming it, stepping into your power. It begins by learning how to develop, implement, and uphold your boundaries. It begins by seeking out the support that you need. It begins by asking for help, something that can be very scary for a survivor. It begins by sharing your story, which for many is way harder than it sounds. It begins by locking arms with others who need to hear your story so that it may empower them too. It begins by no longer allowing yourself to tolerate disrespect and boundary violations. It begins by speaking up. It begins by empowering your children and teaching them about their rights and how to uphold them so that they can prevent abuse. It begins by realizing you have nothing to be ashamed of and that it was not your fault, no matter what happened. It begins by not slut-shaming women who embrace their sexuality. And it begins by not slut-shaming yourself for having desire, despite the traumas that you endured. And that's a really big one. It begins by 
beginning to heal and learning to thrive. My friends, 2020 is ahead of us, shining on us like the sun rising on the dawn of a brand new era. And we can stand with our heads held high, allowing the light to burn away the darkness. Let's step into the light and walk hand in hand towards that bright future of progress, growth, and empowerment together. I want to thank you for being with me on this journey, for being a podcast listener, for being an Instagram follower, for connecting with me and sharing your stories, for asking for help and advice, for stepping forward and taking risks. I want to thank you for your support of my platform, of the work that I'm doing, for letting me know that it's made a difference in your life, for connecting in ways that have fueled my mission. And I want to remind you today that I am here for you. I want to see you succeed. I want to see you heal. The vision that I have for about consent and consent parenting for this new year is so big that sometimes it scares me. But that's what's even more exciting about it. And I'm so thrilled to have you on this journey with me. So I invite you to make this a conversation. This isn't just me speaking into a microphone, talking to you, but asking you to talk back. You have a voice and your voice matters. So I invite you this year to spark up conversations, to be more vocal, to utilize your voice, to speak out and empower others through sharing your story, through sharing about your challenges and how you're overcoming them. Or if you're struggling, ask for help so that others can support you in your journey of healing. I want to thank you for all the work that you continue to do, for all of those who are doing the work of educating, who are doing the work of empowering, who are doing the work of supporting those who need that support. And I look forward to continuing this work with you in 2020 as we step forward into this bright new future. Until next time, have an amazing, happy new year as we embark on this journey together. Don't miss the next episode. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And I would be so grateful if you took one minute to post a five-star rating and reviews on iTunes so that others can also find this information. I will be shouting you out and thanking you on the next episode. If you found this useful, be sure to share it with others as well. Let's continue to create consent culture one conversation at a time. Stay empowered.